Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What is everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we talk to you about all the things in the nerd culture that we are excited for that hit the news, but also to answer your questions towards the later half of our show. Uh, to start things off, my name is Corey, and I'm here with... Caitlin. Josh. Ali. And Tom. And we want to share with you the things that have happened throughout this week. Uh, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, a new set came out earlier this month called War of the Spark. I'm an avid player of Magic. Uh, I actually yeah, took a break is. for a while, but I got back into it when uh, Magic the Gathering Arena came to be, uh, uh, which yep. is a free-to-play online game. Uh, where you can battle all the new sets that come out in Magic. And War of the Spark came out, and it's a particularly interesting set. For those of you who don't know, there are different types of cards within the game. Uh, it was actually just rated the most complicated game wow. <laughs> of all time. Wow. Simply because computers cannot compute the outcome, because there's so many vari Whoa. variables. Because yeah. it is complicated for no reason. Uh, but the, wow. thing, the interesting thing about this set is there was a card type called a Planeswalker card. Now, mm -hmm. in Magic the Gathering, you assume the role of Planeswalker. So the Planeswalker cards themselves were very powerful. Uh, from a lore standpoint, these were supposed to be other players such as yourself coming in to help you battle. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were reserved for what they call a mythic rating. Uh, so what that means on a scale is there's common, uncommon, rare, and then mythic rare. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they started off at mythic rare. Uh, this set introduced, uh, like opened the gates and introduced anything from uncommon to rare to mythic rare. So oh, that's fine. every pack should have a planeswalker in it. Wow. Oh. Which before was like you'd buy a box of 36 cards and you'd be happy if you Hope got a planeswalker. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. So every pack has them. Is that that's a awesome. little uh, just to ask a Yeah, please. Uh is it a little It OP? seems like it OP, yeah. So because they are no longer at the mythic rarity, yeah. They've they're not as strong them. as they used Correct. to. Correct. Okay. So, got like it, got before, it, got it. they have these things called loyalty counters, and I'll. Uh, this is just the, the wrap up. The end of this year, loyalty counters. You would get plus counters or minus counters depending on the ability. Now, the minus counters were a little more powerful, so they would get closer to death. The plus abilities would give you something a little helpful. Some of the uncommons only have minus abilities, so you only get to use them twice, mm. and then they're off the board. So it's a mm. it's a new mix. It's, it's a new change the dynamic. It's a like new mechanic. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about this before I pass the torch here is that. Some people are a little concerned because now matches have become a... It didn't used to be important, but now it's whoever goes first has an insane advantage because it's essentially mm. become a game Whoever of who can play first. a Planeswalker first. Mm. Oh, um, okay. So they're hoping for some sort of balance to come out. Uh, I'm having a blast playing it right now, to be honest. Some of the janky brews that people are coming up with have been like the most fun I've had playing in a while. Mm. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance, it's free to play Magic the Gathering Arena. Uh, hit me up on there uh, if you want to find out uh, any screen names or anything like that. Email us at uh, nerdonthepodcast at gmail. Slip and slide. Dang. I'll pass that um, off to you. So in in getting ready for this, I think there were like three of us that had the same news piece to be excited about. Yep. And and I want to let the the one who's the most excited about the next thing that's going to come up talk it's about me. it. So then I I kind of doubt. Uh, and I, I dove, <laughs> dove into like what news is coming up in anime. And I was shocked to find out that there is a stage play for Yu Yu Hakusho nice. and Haikyuu. Nice. Not only that, but the Haikyuu stage play is the eighth version 
Of the stage play? Of the stage play. <laughs> I wow. didn't know there were seven other oh, stage plays Here? of Haikyuu. Hi, and for those of you who don't know, Haikyuu is a sports anime. It's about playing volleyball. Oh my God, those. Oh. Yeah. So Fans that's why I'm like, Interesting. wait, wait, there are eight of these already? And how did I not know? And I really want to see it yeah, now. Yeah, there's probably calendars from like Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah. for sure. But yeah, the, both of those are coming out in the fall. And I thought it was... Uh, I'm, not, a, I'm particularly intrigued with the Yu Hakusho one, how they're going to do a lot of the spirit right? stuff. Like, right? And, and all I can think of is that they're going to do, you know, like um, they can do my light. My mind is just like, because I went to college for theater, I'm trying to apply all Visualize. those things. Yeah, right. And like, I'm yeah. trying to visualize like, why? Probably ribbons. Yeah. Like what? the sports why? one, like, like the sports one, I'm like... Because it's a story. I, 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 the not? story, like I, I'm like, apparently it's successful. No, I'm. This yeah. is not like judgment. This is curiosity. Like, yeah. How would you go? Why would you go, would you go to a show? Please show me. Yeah. I, like, and of I course they're, the they're all going to be in in Japan. So I think yeah. they're all in like Tokyo or Let's something. Go. And okay. they're in this. The coming in the fall. If yeah. anyone is in Japan this fall, they're they're hitting in. Let uh, me know how August. the Yu one goes because I'm so curious about the lighting cues for that. Wow! Like my my only thought <laughs> is like the light mapping technology that's now pretty prevalent. Yeah, like yeah. using something along those lines and screens. It would have to be. Yeah, that's that the only the way that it work, could look like what they could do with set work. Right. To make the light cues. It's cool stuff even you can more. do with lasers. Yeah. yeah. So anywho, that's that's just what I found very interesting this week. All right. Well. As I've mentioned on the show, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time. And this past week, a new trailer was um, released of the remake. And yeah. Had some the first play. time in four years four that we saw something years. new from it. Now, here's the thing. You know, being um, op- cautiously optimistic, mm-hmm. who knows what it actually means. It'll come I out mean, on the PlayStation 7. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have as much as we had when Final Fantasy 15 came out around this time. Four yeah. Year, four years in, this is pretty much what we had. Yeah, and I'm I'm incredibly curious about it. I mean, we got to see some gameplay in it, mm-hmm. uh, the visual graphics, where they kind of reminded me of kind of the Advent children. 100%. Um, really reminded me of that. Beautiful. Very beautiful. Well, even um, beautiful. uniforms, co- costumes. Still confirmed yeah. that it's episodic. Yeah, they did say yep. that it's still going to be multiple parts, which I'm not... I'm not excited about, but one could ask, well, you had multiple discs. What's, yeah, what's the, what if it's kind of the same thing? I guess it of, comes down to price point. Yeah. And time frame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 10 years per part? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. $30 um, per part? No, thanks. Oh, my no. God. I'm interested in the battle system. Yeah. I mean, ATB. I think you, uh, Corey I and I were talking about it a little bit, like it's, a, and me and Tom, uh, it's, it's an active battle system, which reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy XV, mm-hmm. which I really, really enjoyed. It's one of the only games that I've platinumed mm-hmm. um, on my PS4. And, and it's, it's what battle systems are nowadays. They're, yeah. they're active. We're, we're, we're no longer doing the, the turn-based, which, is which I miss. But I have a lot of baggage with that. As, as long as Tetsuya is... Turn-based uh, games are my favorite. Yeah, of course. Like, I feel like well, that's like Tetsuya. It Tetsuya's hasn't no been turn-based in a really long time. Yeah. yeah. And so, so this is the new age point. of video games. It's active battle systems. And so... Yeah, that's that's my piece. Cool. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, some uh, video game news as well. Yeah, not, not necessarily How something surprising. to celebrate, though. That's <laughs> surprising. Yeah, because uh, mine was also going to be FF Seven, but uh, there's actually some news that is pretty important to the industry. Um, we've had a lot of things happening um, as far as uh, companies being outed for issues. Uh, Blizzard, Activision, um, uh, 
Take Two, like all these companies are having uh, issues where they've mistreated their employees, you yeah. know, extensive crunch time. Uh, Anthem was the biggest like article that hit not too long ago. And now we actually guys. had something that happened in LA last week, um, mm -hmm. which is uh, in the studio Riot Games, responsible for League of Legends. Oh, shit. Uh, they actually had a 150 employee walkout. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, wow. Out to the front line. Yeah. Good and job. It was, it was uh, because of. Let me get the actual exact thing. It was for uh, to protest uh, force arbitration and sexist culture inside of Riot Games. So, of course, um, we take everything with a little bit of caution, and you got to be careful. Can you explain the a little bit about what forced arbitration so, is? So, yeah, but uh, leading into what that means, essentially, forced arbitration is, is something that your company uh, makes you sign or, or sets up for you when you first start working there, and essentially you agreeing to uh, not sue the company, um, you know, outside of the company, basically. Like using not, their not using the court, Not using the court system. You have to use uh, what's called forced arbitration, which is an internal like arbitration system to resolve conflict. An internal and, case. Yeah, it's an yeah. internal case. You can't sue. It's, right. it's a catch-22 essentially because then the company usually, I would say 99% of the time, finds themselves not guilty. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's for the companies to protect, for the company to protect yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, and then also, and that's um, that became an issue when a lot of these uh, employees that are now coming out and, and giving their stories uh, have reports of lots of uh, sexist culture, sex, sexual abuse, harassment. Uh, I don't think abuse, but harassment uh, at the very least. Which could be um, Which could abuse. be abuse, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's been happening apparently at Riot. And so they're like, taking a stand. For a long time. Um, even things like uh, uh, employees uh, that there's like allegations against like the COO. Wow. As well. I didn't wow. know that. Wow. So um, yeah, like them doing that kind of behavior and then these cases go to force go to the private uh, arbitration um and they get kind of swept under the rug essentially and they have been for years and they're finally now taking a stand so i'm happy that they are banding together and uh, stuff banding together yeah. exactly i wish them um, the best of luck like yeah. honestly that's that's terrible that it has to come to that but i, I hope that that some good comes but out everything was peaceful you know not unlike the name of the company, right? Um, no, no riots during the riot <laughs> protests. Goodness. Not to make light of it, but or no anything. more games yeah. either. But, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, so far um, they haven't seen any kind of commitment from riot. Obviously, they've put out. I don't, I don't know if they've put out a statement yet, but um, essentially, they they just hope that it inspires other people to take a stand if they're dealing yep. with similar circumstances, not necessarily just in the video game industry. And uh, yeah. It's a brave you, thing to do. So it's, it's them, super brave. Them a lot I'm, of luck. I'm very happy they did this. I hope it leads to good things for everybody. So, I yeah. feel like before I start, everyone else before me and Ali, it was all about new stuff that came out. And now we're talking about the sad stuff. <laughs> because, uh, what I'm going to talk about is actually a sad bit of news. And it's something that uh, resonates with me um, and Power Rangers. Um, if you haven't heard already, then um, the Power Rangers Ninja Storm actor, uh, Pua Magasiva, who is a Samoan, uh, the first Samoan, lead in Power Rangers for Ninja Storm um, passed away. Oh. Uh, it was oh. an unexpected death. It happened suddenly. There's no like official statement of like what happened, but all they're saying is that uh, at 38 years old, just suddenly died in the morning. Wow. And that's pretty much, there's no suspicious circumstances from the, the police spokesman. Um, and uh, it's just kind of like a sad thing that happened yeah. because Ninja Storm... Uh, was actually happened right before the my renaissance of Power Rangers happened with Dino Thunder, but Ninja Storm kind of like revitalized the franchise because um, for everyone that's listening and if you're interested, definitely check it out. It's definitely on it's on Netflix right now. But uh, Power Rangers Ninja Storm 
was uh, the first uh, Power Rangers team to only start with three people. Oh, wow. Um, it was in 2003, and it was the first show to have the entirety shown on ABC. Oh. Um, mm. And it was the first series to produce in England, uh, New, uh, New Zealand. Um, and it uh, later on expanded their roster to two more. And it was another red and another blue mm-hmm. Rangers. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's a big thing with representation. You know, and there's no, since we have no idea of what's happened to it, you know, I think, you know, people who are like, you know, The Rock, as well as Jason Momoa, who kind of bring a lot of, um, you know, pride and representation to um, those people who are affected by these kind of things. Like, it's, a, it's kind of a big deal, as well, as well as like, since Power Ranger in the community, it's pretty much really geared towards like, it's the, it's the cool, cool prep kids to giving you like, don't do drugs. Yeah. Um, so whatever happened, obviously the family, you know, doesn't want to make any more comment uh, upon it, but... Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a sad bit of news yeah. and notes of like a passing of someone that was part of a nerd culture passed away. We wish his family the best. And I, I definitely think that all the Power Ranger conventions will be doing something for him because oh, a lot of them yeah. have posted so. already. And, yeah. you know, condolences to them as well because it's a pretty nice, uh, what we learned from the Power Morphicon is it's a pretty tight knit group. Yeah. Of, yeah. They all like know if you each become other. a Power Ranger, you're like Power in this like family. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, love to their to his direct family, but also to the Power Whether Ranger you're original cast or the localized cast, yep. they're all together. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really cool. And it's really specific with this one just because like this was like the first of first of first of first. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. first non, you know, first Samoan Red Ranger. And yeah. then to be on ABC. And then also to be in a three person group versus their, well, we've been five. Yeah. So like there's a lot of firsts with this one. And like, a lot of people really credit that series being the one that revived the show. Oh, interesting. Because that's when like Saban uh, came back mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. that time frame yep. in, that, in that era because Saban didn't do any Power Rangers for a while. And mm. that's what led to Jason David Frank coming back into the franchise. Because oh, after wow. that, they started doing all the crossover events yeah. Yeah. of like old Power Rangers. And Ninja Storm was kind of the first of that. Oh, cool. that's so really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, with that concludes our news segment. Let's bring it back up. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Up. Yeah. let's yeah. move yeah. on to questions. Our, our questions from our, our fans. Yeah. So yeah. to give a little, because this is our first episode in this, if you would like to be a part of this segment, to be a chance to be a part of this segment, uh, this is our questions from you guys. And you can send your questions to que- questions at nerdon.tv. Mm-hmm. And we had a bunch come in. And we can't do them all, so we're selecting some. But then the, they will all be... They don't get yes. deleted. They don't yeah. get deleted. No, yeah. they still are always in the question pool, and we pull them. So yeah. our first question comes from our listener and patron, Jared W. And he asks, what are your thoughts on Disney's Galaxy's Edge? Excited? Worried? Don't care? Excited. Excited? <laughs> so excited. I'm excited. But sad that I... I'm excited and worried. Don't have yeah? um, money to go. Because... Disneyland as is, is... uh, Proud as AF. Yeah, right. It's, uh, I mean, we have, since I was a kid, there were 6 billion people. And now I'm 30, there's almost 8 billion people. Yeah. So we've added 2 billion people to our roster of people Uh who can go to Disneyland. (laughs) From from what I... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? No, no, I totally get it. From what I've uh, heard uh, from uh, fellow podcasting peoples in the world... Mm-hmm. Um, the Kevin Smith podcast specifically, yeah. uh, their experiences they had for previews for that were all 15 minutes because oh. you had to just get in, get a drink, get out. Wow. wow. And that's a, that's a tough thing to happen because like, you have to kind of just experience how it's like on peak times because it's, it's, it's testing periods, beta period, beta testing, right? right? Yeah. But also to Corey's point, it's tough because there is just not enough people yeah. or not enough space and there's so many people. So it's like yeah. those experiences are going to get hindered because of it. And like what a lot of people are seeing as like the 
way to fix it is you know raising the prices and yeah, then you're you pretty much to. just you know getting people to not be able to afford to go to Disneyland anymore, mm-hmm. which I think sucks. Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's the thing we've talked about all all along and nerd on. It's like it's not about getting the piece of pie for yourself. It's about creating a bigger pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah. you have the thing that after they bought Fox and seventy billion dollars, it's like they're down in the in the hole. Yeah. So they have to make like four more Endgame like movies to get out of that hole. But the thing is, like, you also need to spend that real estate money to get more real estate for your place. Oh yeah, and make Disney World, Disney Universe, and then make Disneyland a Disney World. And if I recall correctly, the story behind that was the person who owned that property didn't sell to them for like forty years. Oh yeah, yeah. And then eventually, when this came around, it was like because when you look at it, when you look at the map, even like a couple years ago, when you look at the map of their plans, you're like, where did they get all this space from? This is like a third that of the family size of the held park. on to it. They've had that since they were building Disneyland yeah. originally and just said no, 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 no to the point where they were like, we want like $40 billion. And they were like, Whoa. okay. Or something crazy. There was something if crazy. Think, if you think that's bad, just wait till Marvel Land lands. Is oh. that is that a for sure thing? Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm uh, here. I'm I'm excited for the concept. I, I am of the These same. These are both here exclusive, by the way. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So a lot of people are... And that, that is, They're going to come a, here. There's an age-old debate between Disney World versus Disneyland. And right. if this keeps up, then Disneyland will probably be a bigger attraction. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I'm excited for the concept, like I said, but I am one of the reasons that I don't go to Disneyland is I it is so many people. It's it's hard for me to enjoy the experience when there are so many people. And the cool thing is I get to see it firsthand uh, at the end of the month, at the end of May. Ooh. I do get to go to Galaxy's Edge. We we were part of that lottery. Mm-hmm. Going with some family. Very interested to check it out. But it's also, I think it's opening weekend. So I'm like, yeah. They, they spent roughly, uh, the people got for a small, it's not a large amount of land. No. Just in, in, since it's in Hanaheim yeah. and, and corners uh, Disney, uh, $70 million <gasps> for Easy. their land. Yeah. Yeah. Jump change. They I moved, can do some stuff with that. They moved to the Midwest and buy a whole neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. A for, whole town. For, <laughs> not a neighborhood. You seven, can buy I just a town say this. in the Midwest. It's 70 million for 14 acres. Which is not much. No. It's not a lot. That's not a lot of space. No. Wow. Wow. Okay. Next question. Ouch. Next yeah. question comes from our patron, Boom Knight. Hello. Superhero or supervillain you identify with the most? Mm. That's a very good, good question. One. I, oh. So we're going to choose one. That's right. Tough. So you choose one villain or a, or a hero. Oh, yeah. Dang. But don't choose, don't do a hero and, and a villain. Yeah. yeah. You got one? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Start us off. I identify Iron with. Man. Uh, no, I uh, Deku from Deku? My Hero Academia. <laughs> oh. uh, nice. He's the underdog, and he didn't have powers at the beginning, but then he's like powerful as as so much Heck. as fuck, and he's figuring out his <laughs> he's he's figuring out his powers. Like, mm. yeah, I identify with him big time. I mm-hmm. dig that. It's a really good answer. It's a really good uh, answer. My answer is Tony Stark. And for the lone reason, it's from the MCU. Okay. Um, and the reason is because all he wants to do is to settle down at a farm somewhere and have a kid with the love of his life. And that's that's what I want. That's all I want in life. And you that's want he wants Hawkeye's life. But you also want to be able to make cool shit. But I also want to be able to make cool <laughs> shit. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick. So you didn't pick Hawkeye. That's why I didn't pick because Hawkeye. Because you, you feel like you can never rest. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't hate me. Spoiler wow. territory. You can rest. Uh, I just got bleep for the last one. So uh, so yeah, that would be mine. Okay. I dig that. 
You got one? I'm not sure yet, man. This is hard. I'm I'm going to split between two. Okay. Um, For, I think for villain, honestly, I think I, I think I relate a lot to Magneto. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, and it's it's why he's a very compelling villain to me. I agree with that. It's because he wants peace, but then he knows that like, sometimes people need dramatic examples to shake him out of apathy. And like, it doesn't, sometimes you got to crack a few eggs to make people see the, the true, the truth. And it's like even the people that he's fighting for don't see what he's seeing. And it's because he's lived through so much hardship that it's made him as callous as, you know, Thanos was, right? We all said yeah. Thanos was like, why don't you just snap double the resources, idiot, versus kill everyone. But then Magneto sees it's like, I'm trying to do what's best for everybody. But in the long run, humans are the worst because they do nothing but try to kill everyone. And all my people are the mutants. And we're not trying to kill anyone. Yeah, I got some few people there and I'll take care of them. But in the end of it, like, in the end of it, he ends up just taking everyone away and putting them in Genosha. There's a lot of stories where it's taken where he's like, he is a little crazy and all that stuff. And he's like an, kind of an asshole to his kids. And I might be just because it's like, I want to expect a lot out of you. Like, do what I can't do, you know, because you have more opportunities than I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's those kind of things. But it's like, I feel like I'm in an intellectual place where I can argue with my friends about differing ideologies. And some people might take different like paths than I do. Also, FBI, if you're looking for uh, the, the, the recording, <laughs> you can see this episode as uh, Tom's uh, memorandum. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Coming after everybody. But I don't know. Yeah, Magneto for it's sure. Based on Thanos. And I, I didn't want to do. A, I didn't want to do a hero because if it was a hero, it would be completely opposite of that. Yeah. Mm, fair. And I'm assuming everyone's going. I like that. Yeah. Uh, this is tough for me. I I can't even think of one really. Harry I mean, Potter. It, I really doesn't, it doesn't have to be like Marvel. No, I understand that. Comic book or I, whatever. No, I get it. I get I understand the concept as a whole. And I think that's what's making it hard is that there's just so many a lot of things I so like. Much. Do you want I think the, I think that the reason I read books, uh comic books or watch things isn't to necessarily relate, I guess. To go on a story. Yeah. To go on a ride. I think it's that's where my I think that's where my issue's coming from is I don't really a lot of my heroes I don't really relate to on that level. I I look up to them because they personify things that Barry I Allen? No, no. Uh, Barry, Barry Allen's, Barry Allen's boring, but like <laughs> he's really not. cool, and like I love his powers, and his powers are my favorite. But I don't relate mm-hmm. to him, and like Nightcrawler, I love it because he's empathetic and stuff like that. But he's also embodies a lot of things that I don't mm-hmm. have myself. So I think a, a lot of my heroes and uh, are are the things that I'm missing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So okay. it's tough. And honestly, like the, what, what yeah. it kind of sounds like as a commentary, you. would once you read it, but like you're not like him at all. But it's kind of like your Superboy Prime comes from our universe, and mm-hmm. then a hole opens, and he goes into the comic book universe, and he could punch through dimensions. But he looks up to the heroes. Yeah, and the heroes actually fail him. Yeah, mm. um, I think the closest. I mean, if we can. Yeah, the closest. I like I the reason I like Kenshin the most, Rooney Kenshin, is because he's someone who values learning and knowing that you can grow from your past actions, and no one's ever perfect. Mm-hmm. But to, you can make mistakes and still recover from them. I almost would say then it's like Thor's storyline in Endgame. Yeah, exactly. Without spoilers. Without spoilers. Uh, or Thor, yeah. So like, I, I, that's why I have trouble with that, I guess. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a good actually, question. It's a really good question. That's actually why a lot of people like Tony Stark is because he is a person that can change ideologies. Mm-hmm. Captain America is right all the time. Yeah. Tony Stark is not. Caitlin. Damn it. Let's go with your easy one. Uh, oh God, I don't have one. Exactly, and that's why I said it was easy. I know. But it can be from it anywhere. It doesn't be. have to be a comic book. Or I know, Marvel. this is revenge on me for saying it to you. But uh, hilariously mm-hmm. enough, I have the same problem. 
I don't really relate to any of them in in such a way. The only one I will say the the only like quote unquote superhero that I I'm getting to there, Tom. <laughs> the only what like superhero <laughs> type figure that has struck a personal chord with me was Saitama from One Punch Man. <laughs> that's okay. great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh and Ollie I, and I, I here think with the comic books. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But uh, no, I think it's just that That's like we know. he he's he's fully confident in his strength, and like other people are like, "Oh, I'm so much stronger than you," and he's basically like, "That's fine, okay, whatever." Yeah. And then he's still con- more concerned about like getting the sale at the grocery than like <laughs> people peacocking in front of him. So nice. that's. That's where I was like, wow, I, I admire that in you. Not necessarily that I have that confidence for myself, but just that I'm like, wow, all right, I'm into that. Nice. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Samwise Gamgee. Because oh. I just want to, like, he is a how about Bob I just Newby. care about my friends. He's a superhero. We <laughs> well, like, need. seriously, like, that's the only thing that, like, I can think of is that I. You just want the first of the strawberries I really, with cream. Like, I really like checking in with friends, making sure they're all right. No. Yeah. yeah. So. Next, so that's that. next question mm-hmm. comes from our listener and patron, Charlotte G. Nice. She asks, "Who are your favorite actors of all time?" Oh Lord, <sighs> uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, for me, everything he does is effortless, and mm-hmm. he owns it. And he dances really well. <laughs> there's a there's an entire cut from him from uh, Dangerous Mind, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Uh, of him doing like a screen test and all the costumes and he just they just put on music and had him dance around because uh, I forget his character's name in the movie from the game show Gong Show mm-hmm. uh, but he would dance all the time and Sam Rockwell loves to fucking dance nice so they also let him dance in Iron Man too mm-hmm. but not in uh, Endgame and Charlie's Angels <laughs> so wow. there you go Sam Rockwell is one of my favorites and uh, Fred Astaire I think uh, mine is Hugh Jackman Huge uh, jacked man. Huge jacked man. Uh, as I uh, came to adore him in X Men, and then Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, awesome in that too. And I think I think he's just a fantastic. He's super talented, but like I just love the sort of juxtaposition of him being like this very elaborate like theater actor that sings, and then he's Wolverine who stabs people in the foot. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Face. I and love face. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, my favorite actor of all time is Tom Hanks. Oh, I was going to say I, thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Um, I've just always loved anything that he has done. Um, really anything. Like mm-hmm. all the movies yeah. and stuff and Big. things. Big. I mean. <laughs> just to name one. Just yeah. that one. <laughs> one. I mean, Catch close, me if you can. close second is uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Because um, he just had such a range that he could be serious and he could make you laugh your head off. Um, mm. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Um, but yeah, those are my favorites. I dig it. I like Robin Williams. Good one. Damn it. C- close second for me is, uh, I have to give him a shout out, is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like, mm. I'm just enamored. Oh, okay. You know what? I got Tilda Swinton. I already Ooh. know yours. Good wow. pick. She's just great. Good pick. Yes. That's a great so, pick. So fucking good. Yeah. I can't, like, I have I like no that. good words to, like, <laughs> when, when when I say Tilda Swinton, everyone's like, ooh. Like, she was a, I don't feel like I need to say anything, because you all yeah. know. Yeah. You know who's on that level for me? Who? Kate Blanchett. Mm. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen ooh. her in something where 
She disappears like she disappears into characters. Yeah. Where I've ever been like, I caught you acting, Kate Blanchett. Like never. <laughs> I'm just always like, she's that person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, I didn't even think about women, but I think I'm think I'm still on the uh, who do I relate with thing. Yeah. Um, man, I want to think of a female. You guys go. Well, Kate Beckinsale. Well, Kate Beckinsale is definitely one of them. <laughs> he wants to marry her. Yeah, that's, well, that's, me and that's also McAdams. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Jessica Davidson. Chastain. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite uh, actor of all time has always been Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Um, yeah. And my favorite movie with Good him is, yeah. Kate, Prestige. is Prestige. Yeah. Um, because he plays you. a lot of ranges in that stuff. But I think as a quote-unquote uh, more varied answer or like a secondary, it's actually Chris Evans. Oh. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say Gary Oldman for some reason. No, Chris Evans actually, like, because he's directed some stuff now. Yeah, and he also makes a lot of decisions that I see. It's like he is way more than what people put him on, put him as. Yeah, like he can do so much more than like he's not another teen movie. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and then it's America's ass. Love yeah, but it's like he could do comedy, but also in so Iceman, I loved him in there. He had a whole yeah. beard, and that was the beard that he had to have in Avengers One, <laughs> and that's why he had to cover his face at the postcard scene. And so there's a lot of things like that. It's like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. said that after Avengers. He said, I just want everyone to know that Chris Evans is the most underrated actor of all time. Wow. And it's like, yeah, did you see him in Scott Pilgrim? Acted like a complete idiot. Yeah. Douchebag. And I was like, it's great. But you don't see that kind of acting from someone Did you else. watch that movie that Dana told you to watch, Playing It Cool? No. I think you would like it a lot. <laughs> no, but I saw Before You Go, which he directed with Alice Eve. Before we go. Before you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you should... Playing it cool. You should watch it. I think um, you would dig it. It's in yeah. your vein of like writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's my, those two are my favorite actors. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I have also, um, okay. Through this end game season, <laughs> I have a huge appreciation for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I think she's super talented too. She is. Yeah. There's a lot of incredibly talented Lost people out translation, there. Lost in translation, dude. So good. Get on my level. So well, good. Done been on that Scarlett Jam. Yeah. Everybody that is listening at home, so you know. You can, of course, send your questions to questions at nerdon.tv, as I mentioned before. But if you'd like to get the little, the, the skinny, to get a little preview or what am I trying to think? The Low bonus. Hint. Yeah. Uh, when scoop. you are a patron of ours, if you go to our Patreon, nerdon.io backslash Patreon, if you're a patron, you get essentially um, <laughs> guaranteed answering to your question. So... That's pretty cool. It is. Nerdon.io. I mean, it's, a, it's a it's and you get a bunch of other stuff too. A lot so of other cool. stuff. I mean, that's it's like the, the that's the like foam on the top of the latte. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. just one little thing. The, all the questions that you send in don't have to be as nice hearted as all these ones. No. They could be really you know, the, you, what the fuck is wrong with you, Tom? They could be, Why are you angry all the time? They could be sleazy, they could be dicey, they can't yeah. be uh racist because we're not that. Right. So don't do that. No yeah. racist loaded questions. Don't no. even plant the seed, Tom. Don't even bring it in. Well, if you send it in, it won't get answered. I promise. I promise Disclaimer. But yeah, you can, uh, if you are new to Nerd On, uh, do know that we have our regular show that is every week on Thursdays mm-hmm. um, covering topics from movies, TV shows, video games, everything in between. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can also check us out, nerdon.tv. But yeah, that's all the infos. Thank you so much for listening to this Nerd On update. The first fucking episode. Isn't Let us know what you think. Tell us if you like it. Yeah. That's our theme song. Yeah. No, no, it's not. We do have a, a, a real theme song. Sing us out, Josh. All right. You know the drill. As always, Nerd, Nerd On. on.